Welcome to Supply Chain Radio. I'm Greg Kiefer. Today, my special guest is John Atherton. John, welcome to the show. Hey there, Greg. Thanks for having me. So today, John, we're going to talk kind of broadly about new innovations. Sure. Innovation is a cool topic, and you can apply that to many areas of the world, consumer and business. And yeah, in the business sector, in the more recent years, it's certainly accelerated at a pace that's unbelievable. You hear Internet of Things and that these devices can literally self-order. Yeah, this is the whole Internet of Things or IoT. It used to be kind of this futuristic vision, but it's taken a hold. It's real. We have an HP printer in the office and it runs a self-diagnostic around its ink levels. And then over the wireless network, it pings the central replenishment center. And next thing you know, there's a delivery company bringing ink right to our office. Right. Now, another very well-known internet-based example that kind of blends consumer and the business world is Amazon. Once a bookstore, now an everything store. That's really changing the whole dynamic of how consumers buy or how products get merchandised and how it's delivered to consumers. Let's talk about one of the most recent innovations there on kind of the demand side and how they capture orders. The obvious ones, of course, are logging into a standard internet web browser on your desktop. You go to amazon.com, you log into your account, you look up the toilet paper, put it in your cart, and boom, it's delivered in a couple days. The next most popular, or probably now is more popular, is through a mobile device. But a new one, which is really kind of breaking the paradigm, is this dash button. And this dash button is a standalone little piece of wireless machinery that can be deployed inside a household next to the washing machine or in the kitchen. And it provides a way for consumers to essentially hit the button to capture an order for a product. And this could be detergent like Tide. And can imagine when I'm there and the Tide bottle's empty. I used to put it on the list and maybe grab it at the store the following day or over the weekend. And now I can just hit a button and that demand signal will go back into the Amazon Fulfillment Center and it will be fulfilled based on the service levels. But that's really an innovative thing, which is stepping out of the paradigm of desktop computing and mobile devices and into kind of a 3D tactile world around buttons. Right. There's also cool innovation related to Amazon on how they deliver product, which we've all heard about the drones. But let's go back to reality a little bit here, right? Because they are doing some pretty interesting things with their delivery network to get products to consumers better, faster, cheaper, right? Yeah, sure. Drones have been in the headlines, of course, most recently because they're pretty far out and innovative and cool. Also, another very important example that has not gotten as many headlines recently is Amazon's partnership with the U.S. Postal Service. Here it is, a massive delivery network in the U.S. postal system with thousands of trucks and offices across the country that to a large extent are busy during the week, but trail off on the weekends. And they've struck up a partnership to deliver Amazon packages through that network. And it's kind of a win-win for both companies. Another area that's pretty recent is this whole notion of people using personal assets to essentially start little mini businesses that are supported by cloud-based mobile infrastructure. You know, think of Uber, right? And I got to believe there's an Uber for supply chains that's coming on the horizon. Yeah, I think, in fact, there are a lot of those coming on the horizon here. The sharing economy has, of course, gone mainstream. Uber is the kind of leading example. I think that the kind of industrial business-to-business movement of freight is a great area to apply that same paradigm and technology to take advantage of assets that would have gone otherwise unutilized. Since we are on supply chain radio here, I would think that all of this change, I suppose, is not new, but it's definitely speeding up. So companies have to adapt and at a much faster speed than, say, even 10 years ago. That's definitely the case. I would say really at the end of the day, it comes down to a company's ability to innovate quickly. Every company will innovate over the course of time. But right now, the 
frequency and the velocity around that is increasing at an amazing pace. And because of that, I think companies are much more likely to get left behind and won't be able to take advantage of things like first mover advantage and similar concepts. Whereas decades ago, maybe they were able to tolerate that, but that's just not the way commerce works today. Right. And you, you, know, you layer in globalization, it makes it even harder because you've got these long supply chains and pretty long lead times, and it gets very, very hard. And if they're stuck in 80s era technology, how do they adapt? They have to have an eye on how to innovate their operations and then support that in a sustainable way through primarily technology and process change. And you look at companies and you'll see the ones that are attuned to this and they'll have whole groups or departments with the word innovation in their title. And they're making a substantial investment in this area to ensure that they stay on the curve or ahead of it. John, thanks for coming to the studio today. We appreciate your insights. Thanks for having me. This is Greg Key for Supply Chain Radio. We are signing off. 